Hello and welcome to another episode of Breaking the Capsule. Here we open the capsule on several health conditions and concerns that may help you gain knowledge to better your well-being. How's it going, Nan? Yeah, not bad. Um, just finished Pilates. Oh, yes. Even yeah. after the previous week's uh, incident? Yeah, well, yeah. no futsal today, so oh, not bad. That's good. That's Pilates is actually pretty intense. Have you done one? I haven't, no. Oh, okay. It's... You know, beforehand I thought it's like yoga, but it's mm. actually different. It's, oh, yeah. They train a lot. It's pretty hard, bro. Yeah, it's like um, a lots of legs work today. Oh. So um, so like doing leg day. It's like leg day, and I'm 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 doing beginners class. Oh, yeah. I'm already struggling. <laughs> struggling. But then it's like sometimes they give you a choice whether you like you want the beginners weight or mm. intermediate weight. So it's like oh, you know. I'm Go a man who can, can, can do this because <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, girls. So uh. I was put on the intermediate and my leg was shaking. I was like, oh, damn. Oh, no. <laughs> but I don't want to adjust it back because, you know, embarrassing. Can't go back on you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Got to stick to where I was. Power through. Yeah, power through. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's not bad. Quite sore. Yeah. But it's okay. No, you try. Yeah. It's like $50 for five classes. Oh, okay. This That's is pretty decent. In- in- yeah. introductory Intro. offer. After that, it's like 20, but probably not doing, but it doesn't matter. So do you go for an hour? Uh, 50 minutes. 50 minutes. Oh, okay. uh, they provide tower. Oh, nice. Uh, they provide water. So it's not good, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> so, but then you do on bare feet though. Oh, okay. So yeah. no, no shoes. And then they give you the antibacterial wipes at the end to clean all the oh, equipment. So you leave clean. Yeah. yeah. So basically, you're on this machine mm-hmm. uh, and then just do it along the way. Then you can do a lot of things with it. Okay. I don't know what's the name of the machine. Yeah. So they, you use that for the... Everything, machine. all the exercise. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, right. I've got some weight and also this, I don't know, band, <laughs> strings, yeah. whatever. Just weird. <laughs> my mom might do boxing next. But boxing, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Not bad. Should try. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the, it's been quite a few weeks, but the bushfires do going quite bad, eh? Mm, it's basically all summer. Um, yeah, we had a few few close calls here but over east it's just been terrible crazy yeah. yeah do you see like they can they allow the pharmacy to advertise mm. a lot of products yes. now especially with the asthma puffer asthma. yeah because the smoke the air quality is quite bad yeah even if there's no fire in that city yeah it um floats over by air yeah like um even at the australian opens a lot of mm. tennis players complain yeah. about that they some people don't even have uh, asthma mm. and they have to use an asthma puffer just because they can't breathe yeah now uh, that's pretty intense so we should probably talk about asthma today then yeah definitely Alrighty, so let's delve into the stats again so over two and a half million so that's about one in nine australians have asthma and so that's including children and adults around one in four aged 15 and over with asthma had a written asthma action plan based on the 2017-18 self-reported survey data. So that doesn't include everyone, but hopefully like a fair chunk. Unfortunately, there were 441 deaths that were due to asthma in 2017. And based on that 2017-18 National Health Survey, among those aged 0 to 14, asthma was more common among the boys. But among those aged 15 to 24, it was similar between males and females. And there was also, among those aged 25 and over, the asthma was more common amongst women. And so this change um, for men and women in adulthood was more likely because of the 
changing airway size and also hormonal changes that occur during adolescence. Um, and then also because as you get older, you're going into different environments, so you're being exposed to different um, exposures. Yeah. So asthma is a medical condition that affects the airways. So that's basically the breathing tubes that carry the air into our lungs. So from time to time, people with asthma find it harder to breathe in and out because the airways in their lungs become uh, narrower. At other times, their breathing is normal. Unfortunately, there is no cure for asthma, but it can be usually well controlled. And most people with asthma can stay active and have a healthy life. Yes. What what I normally would like, you know, at some education event, when they mm. talk about asthma, yeah. you know, the example they always ask, have a straw and try to yes. breathe through it. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty hard. That's what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're listening right now, if you're bored, you can <laughs> Get take a straw. out straws. <laughs> or if you're in a coffee shop, just ask for a straw and try to do it. It's quite hard as well. Try not to do it while you're driving though. So oh, yeah. Park the car on the side of the freeway and then do it. <laughs> do you, um, have I ever told you that, uh, well, actually, another friend told me, mm-hmm. so you know the tunnel in the city, yeah, the yeah. ground farmer freeway? Oh, yeah, yeah. So a friend told me that uh, they hold their breath when they drive through the tunnel as a challenge. Uh-huh. By the time they got out of the tunnel, they almost fainted. It's pretty dangerous. Uh, and I tried okay. the other day. <laughs> oh, God. But I made it. Uh, oh, you I made it? big lungs. Nice, nice. I have big lungs. So this isn't like that you have asthma or anything. It's that no, they've just tried to do it. Just for fun. Just for, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, not related to the podcast, but just yeah, just fun fact. Just fun fact. I have big lungs. <laughs> Uh, um, so like in terms of asthma if how do you consider it as a good control so mm-hmm. I mean and also to achieve the good control of it so first thing is take medicine of course so you might have a uh, preventers and mm-hmm. you have a relievers we'll talk more about that later uh, make sure you have a regular checkup with your GPs uh, review your asthma action plan as well make sure it's up to date and got all the information that you need um, in terms of symptoms of asthma so the first one is wheezing so a high pitch sound coming from the chest while breathing i can't really replicate it can you <laughs> oh yeah yep yep sounds about right <laughs> uh, a feeling of not being able to get enough air or being short of breath so no matter how hard you try to breathe you're just not just not enough yeah uh, and you feel like you lack of oxygen feeling a tightness in your chest yep and you're coughing so but not all the cough just you know, if you're coughing from a cold, doesn't mean you have asthma. So yeah. you just make sure you get the test. Um, you don't have to have all of those symptoms that I mentioned to have asthma. Asthma symptoms can be triggered by different things to different people. So, you know, can be like pollens, uh, can be from exercise, induced asthma, cigarette smoke, cold and flus, uh, grass, whatever that is. There's so many things. Um, Another way that you can also testing for asthma is this. Um, oh, I suddenly forgot the name of the machine. What is that? The PEV. The PVE. Uh, sorry, sorry. I forgot the name of the machine now. Uh, but basically, what happened is you plug, um, you blow into the um, machine to see how strong your air volume is. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'll, I'll get back to you about the name. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. What is happening inside your lungs when someone has asthma symptoms? So when that's happening, there's three main things that happen. So the airways tighten up. So the inside of the wall of each airway 
there is a thin layer of muscle. So when this contracts, the airway gets narrow. And so that's where the reliever medicines work. So they relax those muscles in the airway. The second thing that happens is they thicken up. So the lining of the tubes gets swollen and inflamed. There's leaving less space to breathe through. And so that's where the preventive medicine works by reducing the inflammation that causes that swelling so that they don't thicken up as much. And thirdly, the airways actually fill up. So the inside of the tubes can get blocked by the mucus and the preventive medicines reduce the mucus. So if you think about it, all of that, all three happen at the same time. So it's very essential that you definitely use the preventer uh, every day, even if you're not feeling like you've got the symptoms. Have you had a lot of people say, oh, I don't need to use it every day? Yeah, you, well, a lot, yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I can't force them to take it, <laughs> yeah. but I just pretty much just pull out all the facts. Sometimes I use scare tactic yeah. sort of thing just to make it sound really mm. bad just so that they do take medication. Educational tactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, you need to take Prevent every day. Yep. So... Asthma is more common in families with um, more with allergies, um, but not everyone with asthma has allergies. So asthma is common in children, but it can also start later. It often starts as wheezing at preschool age, but not all wheezing is asthma. <laughs> Many preschool children who wheeze don't have asthma by the primary school age, but adults of any age can develop asthma, even if they didn't have it as a child. Um, that also tends to be another one that I keep hearing in the pharmacy where they're like, oh, no, I don't have asthma because I didn't have it as a kid. But uh, yep, yep. you still can get it after. So what causes asthma? There's no exact cause. Um, the risk of getting asthma partly depends on genetics. Um, it can run in families. Asthma can be allergic or non-allergic. Um, allergic asthma is more common in families with asthma and allergies. So the children's risk of getting asthma seems to be increased by mothers smoking while pregnant. Um, so people smoking around babies or young children, um, air pollution from traffic or industries, uh, moldy houses, Ooh. and being premature, uh, born premature, sorry, or with a low birth weight. Mm -hmm. So adults can develop asthma over time from indoor air pollution at work or at home, for example, by breathing fumes that irritate the lungs or breathing in dust that they're allergic to so like over east right now um, like say in sydney there's a lot of um from the fires there's a lot of bit of pollution there on that side so definitely be careful when going outdoors definitely or wear the mask wear the mask Is yeah n95 mask and oh i'm not too sure something like that that yeah. you can get from bunning apparently it's our stuff out there because everyone's, everyone's trying to get it. the mask yeah or just another side fact um Apparently, the watering cans are out of stock as well because they've gone to, a, I think it's a level two water restriction. So you can't turn on like retic reticulations. Oh, damn. So all the watering cans are out of stock from Bunnings as well. Well, well why, why is they banned water? So because they need the water for the, oh, yep, to put yep. out the fires. Oh, silly so, me. <laughs> yeah. Also, oh, here's one for you. Athletes can develop asthma after very intensive training over several years especially when breathing air that is polluted, cold or dry. But, oh, so, so Pilates, I, just be careful, bro. So I potentially can get potentially, it. Potentially, yeah. I'm, I'm elite athlete right here. Yeah, very elite. Just so concede like, way too many goals. <laughs> Next week, you could have asthma. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Sad. 
So what is a flare-up? An asthma flare-up is when asthma symptoms start to start up or get worse compared to the, the usual symptoms, um, and they won't go away by themselves and need to be treated. So these flare-ups can happen quite quickly, especially if you're exposed to smoke, but they can also come on gradually over hours or days, so if you get a cold. The term asthma attack is confusing because it means different things to different people, but from about a wheezing after running for the bus, for example, um, all the way to being admitted in hospital. Oh, man. Yeah. So it can be serious if not treated properly, even if someone whose asthma is usually mild or well controlled. Um, a, se- a severe flare-up needs urgent treatment, though, so just go straight to the hos- hospital. Definitely, yep. Um, so what's good control for yes. asthma? So good asthma control is normally doctor has assessed it uh, and they were asking you about the symptoms during the last four weeks of your life. So normally if there's any activity that's um, not limited at all by the asthma, so make sure that nothing's limited by that. Uh, no asthma symptoms during the night, including coughing during sleep or on waking up. Uh, daytime symptoms no more than two days per week um, also need to take the reliever on no more than two occasions per week as well yeah. uh, not counting using the reliever before your exercise which is I mean is to prevent uh, exercise induced asthma and if symptoms are going away quickly after you using the reliever puffer so what is an asthma action plan which we've been talking about so an asthma action plan is a sort of a set of instruction to help you manage your asthma in and your child's asthma in a lot of uh, situation um, the plan is made by you and also your doctors together so that uh, you know what's going on and then being written down for you to keep as well uh, so normally you bring to school you leave at home so that everyone have a copy and they knows how to treat if things happen to yourself or your kids um, so an asthma action plans normally include like a list of person usual asthma medicines including doses devices uh, instruction on what to do when asthma is getting worse when to take an extra doses extra medicine when to contact the doctors or uh, emergency department what to do in an asthma emergency the name of the doctors or the health professional looking after yourself or who do the plan, uh, the date that was written. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone, regardless of your age, genders, race, whatever it is, you need to should have a, your own personalized asthma action plan. Uh, don't use a generic one. Everyone is a difference. Uh, asthma action plan should be checked and updated at least once a year because your condition might get worse, you might get a new medication, things like that. Uh, bring your action plan or your child's action plan whenever you visit your doctor so everyone can review again. Um, okay, so now let's go on to the medication and how to treat it. So when we talk about asthma, especially on the movie and things like mm-hmm. everyone think of that uh, blue puffer. Blue puffer, yeah which, yeah. which is the brand Ventolin. But I mean, there's a lot of other brands like Asthma, for example. It's actually green. Color. Mm-hmm. but so basically what they do is they um, belong to the class called short acting beta agonist so they are the quick reliever so if when you have like an asthma attack or you need like quick relief yep. those are what you use and also to help uh, prevent exercise induced asthma 
So you yep. have uh, sprays before you're exercising. Maybe try it before Pilates. Yeah, I'll try it. Mm. Uh, another one that you can use is also called uh, Turbo Tulling, which is mm-hmm. uh, brand name is Bricknell in Australia. And then those are the quick relievers. Um, and then w- when uh, beside the reliever, we got the preventers. So people normally start off with the corticosteroid. So they can either come in, there's a lot of different devices. You got a turbo haller, you got a uh, MDI, which is meter dose inhalers, uh, dry powders, acuhalers, and things like that. So uh, you will start using that uh, steroid first, and then you still have your uh, relievers with you in case of emergencies. And then if the corticosteroid doesn't control as much, then you add on another group of medication called long-acting beta beta agonist so it's sort of like um the ventolins but these are the thing that act on the longest period and then you titrate the dose adjust it accordingly on how you control it and then once you um still not well controlled then you can add another ingredients it's like an anticholinergic um so like spiriva for example um there's well it's it might sound confusing but if you actually have asthma and then you start using all of them you start getting used to it they come with a lot of device and they are all used very differently so what i normally do as a pharmacist myself is every time a people come with a new script for a new device or anything like that i'm just i always make sure that they know how to use it properly Mm-hmm. especially with a new device like you know the recipe mat oh, the yes. one that come out of the mist i yep. i load it for them first um a lot of people struggling to put the um canister, the canister into yeah, the yeah. device because it's quite hard you've got mm-hmm. to press it real hard um and then once they're confident with that then i can let them go every time they come in i try to um ask them uh, you know show, I, me. show yeah. sometimes show me how to use it or you're confident or mm-hmm. any question basically um, if you don't want to talk to health professional, there's a lot of YouTube videos. Yep. Um, one of the, my favorite one is called Lung Foundation Australia. Uh, yes. uh, it's a very nice channel on YouTube and basically they cover every single device. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the technique is important. The second thing that's very important as well is spacer. Mm-hmm. So spacers cost about 10 to $20, but it makes a lot of difference. So generally, if you don't, without spaces, you only get about, I don't know, 20 to 30% of the medication. Mm, but much. once you have the spaces in, it increases a lot of medication that go into your system. So sometimes increase about 90, 95% more than the dose you absorb without the spaces. So um, especially when you use the blue puffer, the reliever, yep. to because you want... That's emergency, pretty much. You need as much medication as you can. So, tell me, how you use the blue puffer? So, the blue puffer, basically, make sure you shake it because it's got the powders inside in the inhalation, so you need to shake it. Empty your lungs, so breathe out, and then form seal with the puffer around your lips, making sure that your teeth don't get in the way. Then press down and inhale at the same time. So then just remove the inhaler with your mouth closed and hold your breath for about four seconds or however long as possible and then exhale away from the inhaler Mm -hmm. so that's when you're not using the spacer ideally like nan said you do want to be using the spacer it actually makes it a lot more easier so all you have to do is connect the inhaler to the spacer 
and then spray one puff into the chamber and you just breathe in and out four times and then you repeat that as you need it so definitely with um children but even adults it might seem like it's a like a childish thing to do but you'll get a lot more out of it and um, basically your quality of life will be a lot better using the spacer if you have an asthma asthmatic person in your family and if you have a first aid kit try let's say you don't uh, let's say you go out or something like that always bring along a disposable spacer yes yeah that's very important so speaking of first aid so we did cover this in our previous podcast but we'll just do a little refresher so with the asthma attack signs and symptoms so we'll just go over that quickly so increased wheezing persistent cough difficulty breathing shortness of breath only able to speak in short sentences so you might find that they're trying to tell you that's what's happening so you might have to just use a bit of uh, detective skills and be like okay well this looks like an asthma attack um, and chest tightness so as for all first aid always follow the doctor's ABCD um, so basically check for danger look for response send for help uh, check airways uh, breathing and then start compressions and defib if needed so basically try and sit the person upright and be calm and reassuring because if you're panicking then they're going to be panicking even more so if possible try not to leave them alone and help them take the four puffs from the inhaler with the spacer and wait four minutes if they still can't we uh still can't breathe uh do another four puffs and then call an ambulance if after that there's still no relief so uh, I believe you found what you were looking for, the word. Yes, the, uh, it's called uh, spirometry. Yeah, there we go. Yes, uh, the, the device calls uh, spirometer. Spirometer, That's yep. it, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's quite a lot of information regarding asthma. So mm. if you have, I mean, uh, want to know more, there's a lot of videos online. Or you can mm. email us at breakingthecapture at gmail.com or message us through our socials. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything to add? No, that's... Uh, Pretty okay. filled capsule, so yep. yeah, no, that's good. good. So that's our asthma in the capsule. Yep, um, and we'll see you guys next week. Yep, see you Thanks. then. Bye. All of the information provided on this podcast is for educational purposes only. If you have any questions, please see your healthcare professional.